Hello, hello, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I am your host, Joey Montano. If you are new to Droolish, this is a sleep and relax... I can't even speak, but a sleep and relaxation podcast where apparently I cannot speak proper English. But seriously, this is a podcast that is focused on helping you sleep, relax, and get your mind off of your day. Interestingly enough, uh, one of the subjects, as a matter of fact, the subject I'm going to be talking about today is reducing those racing thoughts at night. And more specifically, just talking about ways to help keep your mind from racing. And I figured this would be a good subject to talk about because, one, I do enjoy talking about a variety of subjects. And while I've been talking a lot about sports betting and programs and results and a billion other things, let's just say, I mean, yeah, talk about whatever. Uh, I still really want to benefit you guys and helping you guys improve your sleep quality uh, get rid of your insomnia, and, uh, you know, best case is to, well, technically, there, you just, you know, you wouldn't need this, you wouldn't need this podcast to uh, help fall asleep, but, but I digress. Uh, before I go way off of a tangent, uh, again, since this is a sleep and relaxation podcast, I will be speaking about uh, essentially whatever is on my mind, um, the research I do, I do my best to give credit, uh, if I find a source and, and uh, in this case, there are a few, so I'll be sure to mention that and include those in the descriptions. I do blend background noises as well in these episodes. So uh, generally, uh, the way I, I see it and the way I imagine, uh, I like to include more ambiance, uh, rain sounds. Uh, I will try to change the sounds once in a while, but at least from my experience, I'm, my goal here is to at least help you guys Drown out your racing thoughts, drown out just kind of what's going on in the day and just get your mind focused on just, well, not really focused at all. Just kind of focus on sleeping without you realizing it. Because at least in my experience, whenever I try to think about sleeping, it makes it worse. So so that's why, one, I mentioned it up front right now. So if you have trouble for the next 30 minutes trying to sleep, don't blame me after 15, okay? I'm not talking about it. Um, although, wait, I am talking about insomnia all in itself. So I don't really know. I'm, I'm kind of just going off the cuff here. I, I wrote a few things down and I'm doing, a, at least in my head, I'm doing a better job of writing notes and things I want to talk about ahead of time. The key, though, is to actually stick to it. Will I? Well, uh, probably not. But at least, at least you know ahead of time. But will I? will try to do is ensure that the most interesting stuff I talk about is up front early in the episode because I don't want to keep you guys hanging towards the end. I feel like that's a bastard move. And additionally, you know, I really don't try to put ads. I don't really try to be super intrusive at all uh, when it comes to this because the goal that I, that I see in my head and I've been noticing a lot of people that have been downloading this and hopefully it it has been um working is that uh, you know after 15 to 30 minutes you could start dozing off of sleep 
a lot of the things I talk about hopefully do add value to your lives in some way, shape, or form. Uh, the earlier episodes when I talked about sports betting and all that, the whole goal was mainly for entertainment uh, and to, uh, you know, hopefully, especially during the playoffs, uh, to help you guys get more money doing that. And uh, and as we kind of head into the off season with like the sports betting and whatnot, I mentioned this a while, like a couple episodes ago, uh, I want to focus my talks around things that, you know, I find interesting and and things that, Hopefully you guys can uh, get some value out of and hopefully apply in your daily lives. And if you don't need to apply it in your daily lives, don't worry. Uh, I'm assuming, and at least from what I'm uh, hoping, is that my voice is fairly yawn-inducing, or at least the way I speak uh, helps you fall asleep. So, so let's just dive right in. Now, a lot of you, I'm sure, if you're listening to this podcast, you have some way shape or form of insomnia, restlessness, or just uh, have a tough time relaxing at night. And the biggest motivation for this podcast was to hopefully alleviate that. And the biggest uh, component that I would uh, attribute to at least that, you know, uh, curbing your insomnia, I should say, insomnia, I don't know if I even said that right, but the, the biggest uh, contributor, I, I, I believe, for most of us, maybe I'm wrong, is the, the mind racing. Uh, racing thoughts at night, kind of like the, the mental chatter that goes on, uh, I want to say day in and day out. Uh, and for me personally, uh, that was and still is like the biggest uh, common factor in my inability to, to sleep at times. Uh, now, my... Now, generally speaking, I don't suffer from insomnia way too frequently, not as much as I did in the past. However, the uh, the biggest thing that at least that I found is that is that paying attention to why you're not falling asleep is probably the biggest thing to finding a way to get rid of it. And point in this podcast that I would like to do, and I talk about ringing value. But the biggest component that I would like to mention is that this podcast, at least in my head, uh, offers a way for you guys to not listen to your own thoughts and to not get your mind racing. So, uh, you know, that's the big thing is because if, if it's ever too loud or too quiet, I don't know, I feel like I'm either inside my own head to try to shut off the world or if it's too quiet, I should say. I can't help but think, but if it's too loud, I have to think so much that I still can't get out of my own head. So, uh, because of that, I think that's more than likely the biggest reason why I feel like uh, at least listening to this podcast for some of you helps alleviate that portion of insomnia. Now, the whole idea of insomnia itself is pretty vast, and uh, I mean, I've I pulled up so many tabs, did a lot of research prior. And, I mean, I could speak about insomnia myself and the before, after, during effects. But I think everyone has a, their own unique way of dealing with insomnia or their own, like, symptoms more specifically that are more catered to them. So uh, that's why today I wanted to focus specifically on reducing uh, those racing thoughts at night as, you know, one of the many 
symptoms uh, that uh, that would probably cause insomnia, that likely cause insomnia. And I've noticed I, <laughs> this is a side note, but I, I notice I, I feel like I'm a little bit off today. And that's probably because I had terrible sleep last night. But uh, I want to say it was terrible. I just went to bed late. And uh, I was doing a pretty good job of going to bed at, like, like fairly early at night. Um, but with only seven hours of sleep, eh, not, not feeling it. Maybe, maybe it'll take a REM cycle thing, but I digress. Let's talk about how to reduce those racing thoughts at night. So, one, I mean, this podcast, if this podcast helps, it's great. That's probably the biggest thing uh, that you're doing is at least taking action. However, if this podcast isn't enough, and I generally recommend uh, the reason why, I, I would generally recommend listening to this podcast all the way through, because they're normally about an hour long. And the biggest reasons why for that, and I sound like a, a damn commercial, but listen to anything, really. Just listen to anything that offers you the ability to not uh, actively think about, about anything. And it's, that, I mean, that's the only action I can tell you in regards to that, like personally, because it's one thing for me to say, okay, you know, don't, don't run outside. And then it's another thing for me to say, hey, you don't think about running outside. The one I want to tell you not to do or think about something, you're more than likely going to be doing it. So I, I just believe that just having someone or something in the background that suggests uh, that, that can fill in the gaps of those thoughts that you might have uh, while at night, it just alleviates that. And uh, I, like I said, I, I think it's been helping a lot of people. Uh, like I said, I've been getting uh, some fan mail, not fan mail, just mail, uh, emails, uh, comments as well. So uh, so it does work for some people and hopefully that alone will help you just, you know, alleviate your insomnia like at night. At least that specific cause. Like that mind chatter. My, yeah, mind racing. Man, I just feel off today, guys. I'm terribly sorry. But I told myself, every Wednesday, I will need to do this rain, shine, sleep, blah. And I feel like I'm blah today. But we'll, we'll work through it, dudes. And dudettes, or people. Peoples. So, one of the uh, first articles that I stumbled upon was from Very Well Health. And this talks about how to reduce similar racing thoughts at night. And I wanted to dive in specifically to their five tips. And what I think is pretty important, though, is that, is, is that we need to kind of understand the, the causes of, you know, the racing thoughts and insomnia. And I think the moment we understand why it happens, we can begin, begin to learn and adjust accordingly. So it doesn't matter who you are. Insomnia affects pretty much anyone or everyone at any given time. And generally, insomnia is based off of, I would say it's circumstantial. Like, generally, insomnia is the result of, it's a symptom of something that could be bigger. And this, quote-unquote, but could be bigger in us could just be a variety of things. Sometimes uh, it can be, it could happen during, say, periods of stress or anxiety or even if you just have some inkling of trouble falling asleep, that's when you know, those racing thoughts happen. 
So generally, the best sleep occurs, at least in my experience, is when you're able to eliminate most of the stress that goes on around you or, or finding a way to stop yourself from overthinking or getting inside your own head. And I think that's what it boils down to when it comes to racing thoughts, personally. And I'm not, uh, I don't want to speak directly from all the other sleeping resources. I, you know, I, can, I will always speak from my experience. And just like this podcast, uh, you know, before I even created this podcast, I should say, a lot of people said, uh, at least from the comments I read online and everything else, that no one would like to actually have people talking and background it like ambiance noises, it ruins relaxation. And I just found that to be phony baloney because I would like to, I, I mean, I sleep with background noises half the time and I always need some sort of white noise uh, regardless of when I sleep. So just because there's white noise in the background doesn't mean um, it has to be specifically set to only a sound. It could, it could be a voice or it could be something that, uh, that just helps, it, you know, help, helps you at the end of the day. So... Uh, back to what I was talking about. I believe, like I said, a lot of these things, when it comes to insomnia and mind racing, just has a lot to do with just getting inside your own head. And a lot of that can just be, I don't know, I would say attributed to whatever's going on in, the day, in your daily life, whatever's going on. Uh, even, I don't know, it could just be daily life. It could just be those random thoughts that you might have thought of like, oh man, I should have turned left or right and driving like 12 years ago, or maybe I should have just, you know, or, or maybe just rethinking or replaying thoughts that you've done like in the past or, uh, or maybe in the future. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just generally there is a proper time and place for that. And that if I'm by proper, I mean, there are better times than you trying to go to sleep for you to uh, have those thoughts. So, according to Very Well Health, let's see if I agree with this, uh, racing thoughts can manifest in a variety of ways. Some people describe it as a movie that plays in their mind at night, images quickly flash, flash past in their consciousness while they lay awake with their eyes closed. Sometimes it is experienced as part of rumination. To understand rumination, imagine a cow that is slowly and persistently chews on its cud. Food is regurgitated from its stomach to be rechewed and swallowed. When it's not properly taken care of, it comes up again and I really don't know what that even means or implies. So, like that mail Similarly, sources of stress or anxiety may come to your mind to be revisited, rehashed, and processed again. Perhaps there is no evident solution, and after being suppressed temporarily, it comes back to the forefront of your thoughts, especially during quiet times at night. That is an interesting point. So, essentially, if there are, <laughs> if you're holding off stress or anxiety or just any general thoughts that might be looming, uh, it just says it's it, it, at night when you're trying to sleep, this one will automatically just pop up again, and you can't help it. This is actually a pretty good. Uh, assessment, uh, at least for me <laughs> specifically, and except I'm only going to talk about me in the context of my experiences, and hopefully it will relate to you guys. And if not, then uh, hopefully this article will do justice and help, and hopefully uh, figure out the cause of these racing thoughts. But 
at least sometimes for me, uh, most of my insomnia just happened when I was very, very hyper-focused on one or two things and would always think about the, a lot of stuff about the future, but primarily it revolved around uh, things that I was kind of putting off till later or things that I would generally be worried about or in one, one extreme case, I would always worry about getting enough sleep and I would ignore it by just focusing on my other stuff. So eventually when I would try to sleep, I would, I would, I would force myself, or not force myself, but I would automatically start thinking about me trying to go to sleep because I tried avoiding it for so long, uh, which kind of turned into a downward spiral of insomnia. And uh, that, that was a good decade ago. Uh, we're in 2020 now, so yeah, almost a decade ago, that's when it was happening. So, and uh, I'm sure some of you guys do. Uh, when it comes to my racing, I mean, it still could be something that has happened like earlier in the week, or earlier in the day. Maybe someone said something that was a slight, or maybe you just took it the wrong way, and now you just couldn't think of uh, a good way to either fix the situation or you, you kind of just push it off to the side. But now you're kind of your mind's automatically thinking about it. Uh, you know, both, I mean, I feel like it's perfectly normal, but, uh, but those are, could be certain causes of why your, your, your mind is racing. Now, again, I, I firmly believe that that's all still, uh, being inside your own head at some capacity. Personally, and I maybe think professionally too, or whatever, whoever, sleep experts, uh, or people experts, or you guys too could probably agree that, Getting inside your own head is probably not something that is healthy, regardless of who you are. Uh, being inside your own head uh, kind of just prevents us from doing, I don't know, a lot of things that we'd want to do generally. And I, I, I do this all the time. I usually hype myself up to do things, and sometimes I do it, and sometimes I just say, yeah, never mind. You know, I, I'm going to forget a project, or I'm going to cut something off before, before, uh, yeah, before anything like really awesome happens. And a lot of that is just due to me getting inside my own head. And that's generally what happens at night is that I think about the same things, but I try to put it, I try putting off those thoughts during the day. So uh, that's, those are generally at least what uh, very well health is mentioned of some of the causes. And in regards to relieving those racing thoughts at night, uh, Let's see, it says here, and th I'm only going to read this from, only going to read this specifically because I feel like it's actually better worded than how I could describe it. So, in order to turn off a racing mind, you have to deny it the fuel it needs to start spinning in the dark. This can be accomplished by managing stress, spending time unwinding before bed, and using distraction and relaxation techniques. Hey, look at that, I think that last one, that's, that's, that's us, distraction, <laughs> distraction and relaxation techniques. Uh, it could be helpful to set aside some time during the day to address your stressors. This could be sometimes called scheduled worry time. That's interesting. Uh, that's that's actually new to me. Uh, so I I could probably see the benefit in doing that. Uh, hopefully your stressor isn't having not enough time because that's going to be tough to schedule. But uh, back to the article. Every day, take some time to identify, list, and work to resolve what causes you stress, anxiety, tension, or worry. This may be done by spending time each afternoon creating or reviewing a list of things that contribute to stress at night, or stress at your uh, in your life. Write them down, 
Then in the second column, provide a few action items that will allow the stress to be addressed and relieved. So that is their very top pick or choice. So their their solution is just to prevent it, you know, prevent the stressors from even happening. Uh, so I like that. I mean, it does give you an action plan. I feel like I sounded kind of doubtful, but uh, that I think the key here, from what I'm reading, is that we just need to spend more time dealing with our issues up front or spend time thinking about it before we go to sleep, before our mind is forced to start thinking about it. And whether that's like job loss, uh, divorce, or losing a loved one, or whatever very sad or ridiculous event, or it could be financial, professional, it could be anything, whatever stressor. Uh, they suggest just spending 30 minutes a day figuring out what's really causing me stress or what's causing my worries, and then just writing out how am I going to fix this. Uh, and I think it sounds, uh, honestly, it, it probably sounds super simple. And this is one of those things where I was going to say it sounds easier said than done. But as someone who has been, uh, who just loves, I should say, to document processes, that loves to document uh, and split tests before and afters, I will say that tracking progress for me personally is uh, the biggest thing that's helped me um, from, I don't know, it's, it's helped me from getting inside my own head. And generally, uh, you know, taking sleep meds or or melatonin or whatever, I mean, you know, those those are good ways to just kind of help you go to sleep faster. Um, but again, speaking for myself, it, it's never been a, a, a surefire way to uh, get rid of insomnia for good. Um, that being said, regardless of like the actions that we write or do, and I don't say I do this verbatim, I just like to write out what I plan on doing for the day and then figuring out how I'm going to do it and then I follow the steps. That's it. Uh, like I said, it sounds ridiculously easy, but it's just, but it is just spending the five minutes to write it down. Um, but this article does suggest the scheduled worry time. Now, I don't know when you'd want to schedule it before or after. I mean, heck, if you have a nice smartphone or that's a like a waterproof writing pad or something along those lines, uh, I, I would recommend taking a shower before going to sleep. And I, I generally use my showers as my, as my way to think about the day. Uh, when I get up, you know, spend 20, 30 minutes. This, I sit in the shower, screw it. Uh, and it's very comfortable. So if you haven't, if you haven't tried it yet, then you haven't lived. That's, that's all I'm going to say. But generally I love warm showers. Uh, just let the pain, let not the pain, like, well, pain, I'm sore, but the soreness, the thoughts, like kind of just melt away and still address kind of what you plan on doing for the day or Hey, like how, how, how was today? Was today a good day? Did I do my best? Did I, was there anything I would change? And then was there anything I learned? And that's been, I don't know, I would say that's been key, especially, especially for the last couple of months. And I, I think it has a lot to do with that whole 30 stuff that I did um, during the process. Um, because, you know, my sleep quality has improved a lot since. Um, not to say it was terrible before, but it's actually pretty good 
um, has been pretty good for the most part. And I've also noticed, too, that uh, whenever I wake up in the middle of the night, and I wake up a lot uh, in the middle of the night, is that I'm able just to go back and lay down and go to sleep just without worry. And uh, whenever I did have insomnia, whenever I would get up, my first thought would be, oh, crap, I'm up. I can't go back to sleep. And that would just already be implanted in my head. And I wouldn't think about anything else. And that seemed ridiculous, and I wouldn't be able to go to sleep for, like, hours. And I'm not too sure if you guys experience those same thoughts, but that's kind of what, uh, what happened a lot prior. And I, like I said, I do agree with, like I said, maybe not, maybe not the scheduled worry time, but I would just, I wouldn't, I don't know, I, I feel weird calling it scheduled worry time. It's just more of like self, maybe self-reflection or just self-analysis. Like just spend time, yeah, just spend time writing the things down, like something that might seem insurmountable or something that worrying you or something that um, is going on in your life it might be good or bad or something that might be upcoming and just just write down like four or five things that you can kind of reverse engineer and just think about like hey these are just these are just tasks that I'm doing and I'm just documenting it and they're not as crazy as you think um, when you do 50 tasks over a week you know it might sound like a lot but when you when you complete a task, you're just checking it off, and you're and you're making progress. And in my head, I always have like a ongoing like percentage, uh, like progress calculator. So it's like, oh, I got two out of twenty things done. Cool. I'm like ten percent, like ten percent tracking, or like I'm downloading something, and it's like one of those graphics that goes from like zero to one hundred percent from like the bar that grows. Like in my head, that's kind of how I always think of things. So. Uh, maybe that maybe that'll help with you for to, to schedule that worry time or plan time to reassess. Uh, but like I said, I, I I think that's gonna be one way to at least when, if if your mind racing is due, due to stress, um, that will be one way to relax it. Um, and this very well health article just get d- does give a few additional graphical tips, so I'll mention those as well. It does say take time to identify your stressors. We've already talked about that. And then break stressful projects into manageable chunks. Um, it's hard for me to describe that. I mean, I mean, saying it is pretty obvious, but I think the best way to try to visualize it, and this is probably going to be a task, and hopefully you're not sleeping at night right now. If you are sleeping, then, then, then infuse this into your dreams. All right, guys? Uh, I would I'd check out or Google uh, Dr. Stone. And Dr. Stone is an anime that uh, recently came out uh, in the fall, I believe. And it's a science-based anime where it's essentially a guy gets, or society gets frozen in stone for like two or 3,000 years. And one of the guys who's out of, who gets out of stone first is a science guy. And long story short, this dude is trying to rebuild civilization. And how he does this is that he does these awesome maps and he breaks down everything he needs to do into these manageable chunks. And what I would do is probably Google Dr. Stone uh, science map. And I, I would, I might just create this myself, just create it and then share it. But, but it, it simply reverse engineers every little step needed to do to say, quote-unquote, make fire, or to make iron, or to 
in what you know I, I don't want to spoil it but like to make something current in 2020 technology uh, and that's I don't know that's generally how how I think regardless um, but luckily that anime did it in like a cool awesome visual way that I think most people should adapt to doing that um, as opposed to just doing lists so uh, yeah next tip to reduce racing thoughts at night according to very well health um, it says spend at least 30 minutes decompressing before bed hmm again I'm more of a shower guy uh, and avoid using your cell phones and other electronics before bed I say that all the, t I say that all the time too uh, especially on Twitter and social media uh, as much as I like social media I feel like depending on what you read and especially what you hear online I mean they're, they're, they're just a bunch of people's thoughts and you're reading the text in the way that your mind wants to interpret it as so if you're generally a negative person you might take uh, what someone says very very harshly and realistically the person could be really happy and and you might take it the wrong way or vice versa you know stuff that could be really angry you take it really happy you might misread it and maybe it's just i don't know it's but essentially you're you're taking in other people's thoughts and opinions and then you're you're stewing on it so i find that to be not just i don't want to say a huge waste of time but like if it's something you're doing before bed it is just a it's a waste of energy guys and and not only that, I feel like, I don't know, it's just, it's just a bunch of negative, negative stuff that I, not just in general, but like you're just taking in more than what you would need to. When you want to go to sleep, you just, you know, close your eyes, do your best to relax, get yourself feeling, you know, feeling cozied, um, feeling like you're safe, you know, and you're ready to take on the next day. Um, and having a social media and reading other comments and taking in thoughts are only going to rewind in your head over and over again and then you're going to start trying to analyze you know analyze thoughts or you might be addicted addicted to the dopamine that that you get excited when you see that little like red indicator or notification that pops up i fall victim to that all the time so i do my best to catch myself do, doing that during the day if I spend too much time on social media and I, I love social media honestly but it's just way too much like the more the more I'm on it the more I don't know lousy I feel it's kind of weird uh, and it's mainly just with the internet people not even like friends are different but like just in general so what I'm trying to say is screw Twitter get off your cell phone and uh yeah, it, it just avoid using it. And I recommend at least don't using it 15 to 20 minutes before going to bed. Uh, and for me, if I have a good night, and I feel like most people do, it takes like 5 to 15 minutes to actually go to sleep from bed. When I mean bed, I mean like I'm getting ready to go. I'm under the, like I turn off the light and I'm closing my eyes and that's it. You know, doing the sleep thing. And I feel like that takes 5 to 15 minutes. Um, you know, generally when it's good. And... I don't know, with, distract, with distractions, I feel like it's like at least 20 minutes I might stop and then check again, and then it just the cycle repeats. Uh, you know, that's no bueno. Uh, another way to reduce racing thoughts, according to Very Well Health, is to try relaxation techniques like guided imagery and breathing exercises. 
Now, I know uh, breathing through your diaphragm is supposed to be more efficient as well, and I think it lowers your heartbeat. And by that, I mean, um, I think when you breathe in, I think you breathe through your belly, and that kind of lets the air go through your, your throat more effectively. Uh, I could be completely wrong on this, but... Uh, and then other relaxation techniques that say, they mentioned, like guided imagery. Uh, I think that's what the what counting sheep does. So feel free to do that. Or what I should do is just create the guided imagery for you. That makes more sense when, when you think about it, right, guys? Because hear me out. Well, you're going to have to hear me out. Uh, you're listening to me, and if not, you can just skip past this. I don't know. But if you're spending your mental energy coming up with relaxation techniques, thinking about still sleep. And I think that's going to be the underlying cause because if you're going to try to relax, if you try to do relaxation techniques, you're probably like me and you overthink way too much and think, well, why am I doing this? And it turns out you're doing it because you have insomnia. So you're thinking about the insomnia while you're doing the relaxation techniques. That's no bueno. Just like, yeah, what am I talking about this stuff while you're trying to sleep? This is like a catch-22, guys, of like trying to talk about sleeping subjects on a sleeping podcast, knowing that, at least in my experience, that some of this stuff might actually trigger you to not do that. I don't know, to stay awake. So let me know, for one, let me know if this actually works, so like some of these techniques work. And I know I'm all over the place. I a billion percent know that. But uh, I'm going to pull up a different article here. And this is the one that actually I liked a lot better. So this strictly talks about, uh, this is from sleepstation.org.uk. And this specifically talks about thought blocking. And again, just their own way of saying, you know, stop a running mind. And I think, it's, I think this, this gets more to the point. They mentioned that, you know, concerns with money, house, work, relationship, you know, anything that might cause us worry at this point is a worry in modern society. Thing is, one, we're unable to stop, stop thinking about the things we want to. Uh, it's difficult to go to sleep. And it mentions here that frequently people living with insomnia and this shouldn't come as a surprise that I mentioned this earlier we'll re- report that racing intrusive um, in quote or in parentheses unwanted thoughts make it more difficult for them to get to sleep compared to any physical sensation like feeling overly energetic at bedtime or being in pain trying to get to sleep all with all those with insomnia will commonly try to shut out thoughts that are stopping them from sleeping seemingly a sensible solution so again, this article definitely implies that the overthinking might be way more frequent than we thought. And uh, hey, like I I, I learned that. I, I like I said I recently learned that. So uh, and not just for me. Like it, it feels I don't know. It feels better knowing that it's not just a me thing when it comes to overthinking. And I think that uh, for you guys too that listen, uh, overthinking. Um, I guess it's more common than we think. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe we just don't talk about it as much. But uh, when it comes to sleep, then, you know, I think we have to lay all our lay all of our cards on, on the table. I mean, good sleep. I feel like that sound sleep probably means a sound body, and maybe things are going right. That's I feel like it's simple. Uh, 
By implementing better ways to deal with intrusive thoughts, the time between getting into bed and falling asleep needn't be so difficult. Nor does falling back asleep if you wake up too early. See, that's that's the one that gets me if I, if I wake up too early and I fall back asleep. But there have been a number of thought-blocking strategies that have been studied for dealing with intrusive thoughts in insomnia, and many of them will likely be covered in the course of CBT for insomnia, CBTI. So I guess there's a course. Let's see, a few sort of questions to find out. I almost want to try this course. That might that might be like a 30-day thing. Try this course and see if it improves. Uh, but I feel like my sleep quality is like a seven and a half these days. Most of them compared to the past. So um, let's see, in doing so, reduce the time to fall asleep. Okay, so going beyond counting sheep, what to do with unwanted thoughts? So just like um, it's mentioned before, I think the visual uh, realization practice techniques involve counting sheep, but this is focus more on, I guess, effectiveness and keeping your thoughts blocked or, you know, the, the annoyances blocked out is to, number one, repeat a word or do a mental puzzle. Uh, so they describe it as one of the early but, of, uh, oh yeah, uh, I can't even speak, but one of the early but effective solutions to racing and intrusive thoughts in bed is called articulatory, uh, articulatory, I cannot speak. I'm sorry, guys. Articulatory suppression, in which a person mouths a word at a rate that is formula formulating any other thought difficult, usually three to four times around. There's three, three, three to four times a second. Man, I, man, I'm sorry. I cannot read. The underlying psychology is complex, but the theory is that mouthing a word requires a lot more mental power than just thinking it, leading and blocking to the original intrusive thought. Okay, so that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so in this method, the word the is often used, but can be a nonsense syllable or a proper name. Uh, the only requirement being that it has no emotional significance to the person trying to control their thoughts, i.e. is not arousing. Since everyone is different, it might take a few goes to find a word that works for you. Moreover, moreover, if you find that a lot of your intrusive thoughts are visual, you can accompany the word you use with an imaginary imagination of a shape such as a triangle or square. There are even more alternatives such as counting back from 1,000 to certain jumps, uh, so like 1,000 to 993 to 186, or where if you, you were to use the jumps of seven, this is mentally engaging enough to divert your attention, but also not, not arousing enough to where it won't get in the way of falling asleep. That is, actually, I found that to be very powerful and better worded than how I've been imagining, been describing the last like 30 minutes. So I really like this technique mainly because I think I kind of do this already uh, for myself, and I'm pretty sure some of you guys have done this as well. Where at least my trick is whenever I feel like I'm getting distracted, I will mentally and out loud uh, count backwards from five to one. And I actually do a hand motion. So, like, I put my hand, like, I don't know, it could be on my lap or in my pocket, or just tap it, and I'll tap five, four, three, two, one. And then the first thought that comes in my head says, All right, let's do blank. That's it. It's just a way to reset any, like, absurd, ridiculous thoughts. And 
my you know my my thoughts are everywhere at any given time. I mean, this this episode is, should be proof of that. Like, I don't know if I even. I'm hopefully I'm helping you guys, but I feel like I've just been all over the place. Um, but I find that to be very effective, especially when it comes to taking action. And uh, I, and I don't know. I feel like if I have like a a signal or like a physical prompt or something that is being said, then I'm kind of training myself to follow suit when, say, if I'm trying to sleep or if I'm trying to relax, like things are going on in the day and I'm over worrying, I'll count backwards and say, wait a minute, like, let's do, we're doing this now. And uh, the more I've done that, I've noticed the more effective I've gotten at staying on task. And like I said, that's likely related to my my more recent ability to improve my sleep quality. Uh, again, not that my sleep quality was ever super terrible in the relative past, but it's gotten a lot better, especially especially the last month and a half. So the other thought here uh, from, sorry, thought distractions techniques uh, from Sleep Station, they've mentioned distract yourself so we mentioned the, uh, the imagery distraction technique is when a person is trying to block intrusive thoughts and imagine themselves in an engaging and interesting scenario such as a relax, relaxing holiday a recipe for a meal a nice afternoon one or something equally pleasant for them once chosen the aim is to experience the scenario as deeply as possible by imagining all sights sounds smells and ultimately relaxation that comes with it whoa okay yeah, so I, I had an idea, but I guess this is already covers it uh, for my next episode. So, spoiler, guys, next episode, if you're still listening, you still can't go to sleep, I want to uh, start talking about cozy places because, well, I, I really just want to talk about cozy places because that's what I feel the most happy and uh, relaxed. And I'll dive more into the science, not science, but at least my philosophy behind it. But that's actually, I guess that technique is, or what I plan on doing is a imagery distraction. Uh, okay, more specifically doing that. So uh, once chosen, the aim is to experience scenarios deeply as possible. Yeah, imagine all sights and sounds. Um, and it is important to choose something that isn't too arousing, such as a sporting event or a sexual encounter, because these scenarios are unlikely to be relaxing and therefore less conducive to helping you get to and stay asleep. Although there is less evidence that imagination-based approach is uh, to thought blocking reduces sleep onset time, using mental energy, uh, mental imagery, then reported to increase sleep quality once a person is asleep. If you experience early waking, the technique can be used as it would be at your usual bedtime. So that's that's pretty interesting. So um, while it might not help you go to sleep immediately, immediately. Um, it will, or at least like it's not documented that it's that super effective, but it has been a good way to increase your sleep quality. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, because, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like we all kind of do that in some, some way, shape, or form. But, uh, yeah, I really like that one. The other one they mentioned to stop uh, the mind racing uh, is to be grateful. Since negative thoughts are often cognitively arousing, fixating on them can make insomnia worse. In one study, subjects who were asked to focus on their regrets at bedtime were observed to have longer sleep onset times than those who did not. 
And another, the converse result was noted when instructed to focus on positive thoughts and things they were grateful for at bedtime, the population with insomnia experience sleep benefits. This may be difficult for some people more than others, such as those with comorbid depression and anxiety, and then they mentioned specialized treatment should be sought for these conditions. Yeah, I get, I, you know, I buy into that. I can buy into that. Uh, be grateful, yeah, uh, at this day and age. I don't know, I'm getting old. I don't want to deal with negativity. And I mentioned that with Twitter. It's like there's just so many voices. And most of them aren't even good voices. It's just a bunch of people trying to be super funny. And they think insult humor is hilarious. And it might be, actually, you know, if it's done right. But most people aren't funny, and they're all trying to be uh, Twitter stand-up comedians. And I don't know why I'm always on these Twitter rants. Because I love my... I, I don't know. I love a good meme. I love Facebook memes. I love memes in general. Uh, I guess maybe that explains a lot. I just like to laugh and look at memes uh, if I'm ever online. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't like dealing with trauma or reading drama or reading negative thoughts. It's actually probably the number one bad habit that I still kind of do these days. And I have to be upfront about it, guys. I'll tell you guys right now. Like, I have not... Like, I, I don't go on social media too much, but when I do, uh, maybe I am a bit of a masochist. I just go on Twitter and then I just look at, like, what everyone is complaining about and then think and that you know, these people are terrible but <laughs> not, not, not like small stuff but like um, just nonsensical stuff it's just like people just get so angry at so many things and it's like why these are just words on the internets and I still buy myself into that process and I need to work on not doing that actually um I mean, I, I'm actively working on it, but uh, I think I think that's something I just need to start tracking. Is like the amount of time I have on social media, like looking at like more drama stuff, or I don't know. And I really don't spend too much time doing that. But man, I don't know. I had a and this is a side story, and I find this find this to be relevant. Uh, I have a buddy. He he does like a lot of streaming, and he's he's fairly he's kind of popular. And the thing is. Uh, he's been go- he's been going through like a rebrand and kind of changing his image and a lot of things for the better. And one person just on Twitter just called him out on saying how terrible he was and everything else. And and he mentioned that in this like group. And I'm part of that group. And I'm just like, and this isn't like a, I don't want to say close friend group, but it's just like a fan page or something like that. I found it found that to be kind of weird because uh, in a sense of you know. You know, it sucks that he felt really bummed about that one comment. And it was from a guy who seemed like he was a troll, but he just didn't know better. But but the fact that, like, one person, one profile with, like, 12 words can actually have that much of an impact on someone's life. And I feel like that kind of goes, like, I don't know, that negative sentiment just... Uh, it, you know, it's, it's a bummer to... It's really a bummer to hear that, but he said, like, you know, it was just, like big crucial thing to his like his mental health and he's like it's just too much straining to actually deal with someone like that and he's got to have a thicker skin and it seems just so weird um, to me that that you know just going online and then just soaking in that thought from a person you know you can have like hundreds of fans people watch you but just one person who really is not who wasn't on anyone's radar prior can say something like that and it can directly negative effect you know that person and I'm not saying that, per- that person's playing the victim or had a victim complex 
but I, I just find it crazy um, that not just words have the power, like that power, but it's just like the context of the words, especially in social media, I feel like have way more weight than what we are putting on. I mean, like no one has the context behind what they're saying and people feel like they're, they are stronger online than they are in real life. Um, I find that I get in trouble because I say things in online that are very similar to real life. So, um, so for me, it's not any different, but I generally don't like to be mean. And if I'm ever mean online, I always feel bad. Yeah, that's another thing too. I don't, I don't even like sending negative, negativity, negativity online, um, unless if I'm like directly trolling. That's always fun. But yeah, <laughs> but trolling's different than just being mean. Trolling's just getting people like. I don't know, anxious, causing a reaction, knowing that you're terrible. And everyone should understand that troll jobs are trolling. They're meant to be trolled, but like, non like hyper focused negative thoughts towards someone's like failure or ill will or something. That's, I don't know. That seems, that seems no bueno to me. Uh, the last thing they mentioned here is on sleepstation.org is to accept your thoughts. Uh, as strange as it sounds, not doing anything about your intrusive thoughts can be surprising. So it can be a surprisingly effective strategy to deal with intrusive thoughts. Here, the key is to simply to accept that you aren't able to sleep without worrying about implications or trying to fight your own thoughts. By doing this, the impact of your own intrusive thoughts is dulled, meaning they are less liable to be arousing and keep you awake. So I think it just, I think this is just in Lima's terms says, just go with the flow. Live in the now. It's like, don't worry about tomorrow. <laughs> that just seems so easier said than done. I think, uh, no, I mean, that's fine. Uh, I guess the way I would also do that too, and I say this at the end of every episode too, or more recently, is just, uh, you know, just focus on, Maybe not at the end of every episode. Maybe I should. That's what I should be saying. Is, is that when you're focused on other things, thinking about like tomorrow and not like the worries now, but think about the solutions or think about like what you need to be doing, uh, then, then you know, you, you've already decided that. It's already in your head. Like, oh, this, this might happen. Well, here's my action plan. And it's not a worry. You already have, you already have, you already have a plan. So, uh, and I used to say all the time that, uh, you know, don't worry, be happy. And, you know, it's a pretty common phrase. Or, you know, Hakuna Matata. That's also a good one. But uh, it's, I feel like it's true to an ex- to, to a certain extent. Like, if, if there's something you can't change, why worry about it? And if, there, if it's something you can change, then why worry about it? Like, that's, that's it. So, uh, you know, you, if you can't change someone's opinion on hiring you, uh, like it's physically impossible you can't do anything about it then like worrying isn't going to help so I think that's where they're coming from when they say accept your thoughts also in the same vein if you have the ability to you know become better or or convince someone that like hey you're the right person for the job or you have that promotion then then you know if you believe in that then why you you know like there's no need to worry and if you're worried about not getting it and getting a job after you did your best then Let's find an alternative route. I'm like, just plan it ahead. Just be like, oh, if I don't get this position, then what am I going to do? Am I going to work harder, or am I going to, or am I just going to compare if I can be a better value, or maybe I'll just look elsewhere. Okay, boom, your next step's done. So, I think a lot of our worries are just 
based off of these thoughts that are probably that don't have answers for or you might not have answers for or or thoughts that just seem to be circular because there's just there's just no cutoff point so i i do i at first i read the accept your thoughts and i was like it sounds weird um to not just think about it uh but in, in the same way it's like yeah, just accept that you aren't able to sleep without worrying about implications. So yeah, you essentially become worry-free. Although I think what I mentioned is a little bit more more intensive than just accepting your thoughts. It's just accepting your thoughts after you've made a plan to deal with the worries ahead of time. Dang it, that sounds like the, the scheduled worry time thing that I did earlier. Now that I'm speaking out loud. Like I said, I do with some of these in capacity, but it's never like all at once. Uh, unless it's like eating citrus at night, which you guys should be doing. Do it right now, guys. If you are still awake and you still cannot do anything to fall asleep, even after 50-some minutes, please grab a orange, mandarin, clementine. I don't know. I prefer mandarins because uh, they don't require any knife. You can just put your fingers in and just open, this, open air cut through the skin of the uh, mandarin and it's just juicy it's, it's like it's like a it's like orange tucson steroids it's nuts it doesn't keep me awake and citrus has been known to help you know improve sleep quality help you wake, wake up feel refreshed and it comes with natural vitamins and minerals but i digress now there is this other guide that i found and it's more of a sleep diary i should say and I think the sleepfoundation.org had a sleep diary, but I wasn't a fan of how uh, granular it was. And not, not that I say I hated the granularity of it, and I feel like it would be very powerful, but I feel like only a very specific, like, 2 to 5% of the population. And this is just a, this is a guesstimate there. I would actually take the time to fill it out. Mainly because when it comes to building habits and rituals, it's really tough to even get that started. I mean... It's just tough. Uh, so, lowering that initial bar of entry to get people to do something is pretty key, at least in my head, in building a habit. And uh, the big thing I saw here, and this is from helpguide.org, this is their own sleep diary. And this is a weekly sleep diary that they have kept, and, and they separate it into two parts. And the biggest reason why I like this, and I feel like I can tweak a few more things too, um, personally, but the biggest thing I like about this is they separate it between activities and then sleep. So you can directly correlate your sleep quality uh, with the activities that you've done, and you can see if there's any things, things that are changed. So I'll link, that, I'll link to that in the description, but uh, what you can do is print this out, and the first page talks about the daytime activities and pre-sleep ritual. So you fill this out before you go to bed. And uh, it goes from Sunday to Saturday, and I'll talk about exercise. You know, what did you what did you do it in total time? So if you ran for like 45 minutes, just break that down. Had a nice 45-minute jog in the morning. That's all. Um, naps. Did you take a nap? When, where, how long? So uh, start start keeping track of that. Uh, alcohol and caffeine types about and when. So if you had sodas, coffee, even decaf, when did you take it? That's key. And personally, I, I'll tell you my own cutoffs right here. I'm just getting practical with you guys. Uh, so for the exercise, I generally, if anything, do my exercises in the morning or at some given point, it's usually a run. I tend to find that my sleep is more consistent. 
um, fully, fully around after like the third day. So after, like the first day I have trouble sleeping maybe because like, maybe it's just sweats or whatever, but the second day and third day I feel a lot better. Uh, and then naps, I, I can't nap during the day. I feel like that just distorts my sleep at night, so I never take naps. Uh, alcohol and caffeine, I will tell you guys, anytime I have a beer past 8 o'clock and I don't drink enough water, and that's the key, don't drink enough water, it's, uh, I feel hot and flush at night, and it's a lot harder for me to go to sleep, like, terribly harder, and I feel up, uh, waking, waking up probably like a 5 out of 10, like, not like a hangover, but I feel like a just dry and dry mouth, so, uh, I have to have a game plan when I drink alcohol, so, again, I, I did keep track of a lot of, the, a lot of this stuff prior, uh, maybe not in this specific ritual form, or, you know, PDF, but, it, uh, but I do, I do usually write this stuff down. Mess for caffeine. Uh, that's, that's a hit or miss. Like, I can, you know, find with most caffeine uh, up until about noon. But if it's around 2 o'clock, then anytime, like, the early afternoon, um, I'm probably going to be up in the next 12 hours. Unless if there's a lot of activities that I'm doing during the day, and I'm mainly using it to use all of my energy for that time being. Like, if I'm moving doing things around the house, doing like household activities, something like that, or just flat out exhausted by them, um, that will actually um, offset like all the energy used. Again, I'm super anal about this, so uh, you know, it's almost down to a science. And even then, I'm, like I said, I, 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 even then I still try to improve the quality of my sleep, uh, regardless, because better sleep, better, better happiness, I guess. Uh, you, you can keep track of your feelings, so happiness, sadness, you know, what was the major cause of it? I feel like that might be a little bit too much. Um, not too much to write down, like, I mean, too much, too much time that you're writing for that box, but I could be wrong. Um, food and drink, uh, what are you, you know, your dinner and snacks, what and when. Uh, again, try writing all that stuff down. Oof like three meals a day or if you eat like five meals a day keep track of that and see but i feel like that's when we're starting to get too much there uh medications or sleep aids types amount of when amounts and when so i guess if you take melatonin you can mention that as well and then bedtime routine do you do meditation relaxation and how long and then the time you go to bed so the key here at least for you guys if you're if you're up is it's not that you are documenting the process like documenting is like the step one of doing it and that's that's key but i think the most beneficial way that you guys would get the best quality sleep or maximize your sleep like effectiveness is to fill all this stuff out for the week or at least the, the daytime activities and pre-sleep rituals stuff just write that down then when you look at your sleeping stats for whether it's wake up time or your time spent not in bed not sleeping or any sleep breaks or you could rate the quality of sleep every night compare and contrast those so you might say two days of the week you ate well you didn't have too much stress work was fine and you and you didn't drink any alcohol or caffeine uh, and then you just ate like some fruits before you went to bed and with a shower uh, if it turns out your you know your bedtime was 10:45 and you went to bed. I don't, I don't like looking at the clock. I'm just seeing how long it takes me for, to go to bed. But that's just me. Uh, but if it's like, say, you go to bed at 1045 slash sleep at 11, you wake up at 7 in the morning, and you realize, oh, I slept the whole way. Cool. That's eight hours. Uh, but 
uh, if you do that like three days and then like day four uh, you might change your routine for example or maybe you felt bad that day what you can do though is just look at your sleep quality the amount of sleep you had and then just look to see if there was any differences between the other days in your in your normal routine that's it that's all you do is split test you spend two or three days doing one thing try it out and then see the result uh, I prefer to keep a proactive approach on this versus a reactive one because when it comes to being reactive that's going to at least for me keep me uh, I want to say keep me, keeps me on my toes, but that's not what I want to do when I'm trying to sleep. I want to not be able to think about other things. So um, at least while you're tracking this journal, uh, if, you're, if you want to do that activity, uh, always try to keep the mindset of, of being actionable, which means uh, you're, you actually have a real takeaway from what you're seeing and you can do something about it versus just reading something and saying, oh, you know, that's nice and not actually moving into action. It doesn't answer the, the so what's, I would say. And uh, I don't know, I, I would find something like this to be very powerful. I, like I said, I don't have like my, my own specific spreadsheet that might be specific, that might be like this. I'm probably going to create something, like maybe like a version 2. Point or 3.0 that I think would make more sense. Um, maybe with less things that have been filled out, or maybe it might be intensive up front, and then the more you go on, the less intense that it gets. Um, but I feel like there, I feel like there is a way. Maybe vice versa, just start with like three columns, and then work up a fourth. Like you level up the more that you track. Uh, again, I think I just spit out, spit out like three ideas. Um, not counting those towards the startup idea things, but uh, I, I feel like there's something there. There's got to be something there. Like, just the ability to split test and then just track the sleep. Uh, because I know other apps, they track your sleep quality and your sleep ways and if you move at night. But it doesn't, like, it doesn't really say, like, hey, like, what are your three stressors? Or, like, what are the like what are your three worries at the moment? Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, that that would pretty much be it. Like, and, and then this gets to the bottom of that because it's, like, the, the more data points you have, the more you can identify and test what works and what doesn't. And the only way for us to test is to track it. So yeah, yeah, I know that might sound annoying to do, but especially especially the younger crowds like me, like I wouldn't say younger, but I'm a millennial, but now like the, what, the Gen Z people, they're adults now, or some of them are adults. So I don't know if they're having sleep troubles, they're all probably just in college, just thinking it's normal just to not have good sleep habits, but I feel like a lot of younger people, like around my age, uh, mid late 20s or lower 40s, uh, I think that's when we need to start tracking a lot of the stuff uh, and learn and improve. Uh, and uh, I don't know, that's just how I've always operated. Like I feel like if I don't write anything down, I just kind of do things willy-nilly and hope for the best. But uh, hopefully at least the things that I'm talking about or maybe just me talking in general and again like most of the stuff I'm um, either like referring from other articles or speaking from my own experience uh, you know it's it's just my goal to kind of get, get, you, get you guys informed and to help you uh, at least get you guys informed at least regarding the sleep and find value in one way shape or form while listening to the podcast uh, for all that I know maybe this podcast is it you can just listen to this podcast and listen to my voice forever. Then, then you know, what's the point of me talking about all this other sleeping stuff? I don't know. Um, for others, you might just find value in what I talk about. 
um, and you don't fall asleep. I don't know. But regardless, guys, I know this episode just feels like it's been such a whirlwind. Now, think about it this way. This is just me, like, my day-to-day. And I'm... And it's... it's uh, you know, just imagine trying to go to sleep, just having all these wandering thoughts. So, like, at least what I'm talking about here, some of these I've done and tried myself, but at least these articles have brought context to what I'm talking about as well, as, as well as their uh, ways to implement. And... I, at least personally, would find this to be very valuable to me because at least, like, it would help me start creating an action. Like, I'll, I'll link to all the spreadsheets, uh, or at least the PDF of this, that's more of a spreadsheet, and then all the other articles as well if you want to read that. Um, I don't recommend reading it right now, personally, if you are uh, still trying to sleep because that requires you to go on a computer. However, if this has been hour two of you being uh, awake after you've been trying to go to sleep, it's like 11 o'clock at night. I recommend you just hopping on your PC, hopefully not a laptop, and downloading the sleep diary that I'm going to be linking to in the description. Because, one, you ain't got anything better to do if you can't sleep. And two, you're, you're going to be printing out the document. And you're not going to be looking at the computer screen. So you'll be actively working your mind. And then three, um, you should be eating a damn Mandarin because those are delicious and it helps me fall asleep and good vitamins guys so uh, feel free to test those things out yourself a lot of the things I talk about are simply tests and hopefully they work for you because we're all different and we all have our own rituals, mantras and things that keep us up at night and I think it's just solving those problems like that's it so if you found this to be interesting thoughtful helpful thought-provoking or other, feel free to send me an email to droolishpodcast at gmail.com and let me know your feedback. I'm always trying to find ways to improve the podcast, always trying to find ways to have new discussion points and new things I would like to talk about. Uh, Unfortunately, I feel like I am terrible when it comes to having so many things I want to talk about that I never actually spend the time to focus on certain things. So that's where you guys come in. If you guys have anything you'd like me to discuss uh, or things uh, that might pique your interest that might be in alignment with what I could talk about, perfect. Um, I'm always open for feedback. I'm always open to uh, listening and reading, uh, kind of just in general. So, yeah. I don't think I have any good outward transitions yet. So until next time, folks, take care. Dream easy.